up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Roots, Rednecks, and Radicals podcast. Today, we're going to learn something new and interesting in the world of Americana, roots, and folk music. But before we get to that, I want to say a quick reminder to follow, like, and subscribe wherever you're listening to this. And if you're on social media, give me a follow if you haven't already. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Just search up the name of the show, and you'll find me there. All right, let's get to today's episode. I had a chance to talk with Wes from the Steelwoods uh, when they came through town recently in Reno playing a show. It was a great conversation about their new album. I like the new album, a lot of cool songs on it. And we got a a good in-depth conversation about the writing of the songs, the recording of it, and uh, kind of their their process as a band, working through new material and things like that. Um, uh, Just to uh, let you know, I had to record it on some different recording equipment than I usually use. And uh, it, it, it doesn't sound as good as it usually does, and I, I kind of worried about putting this out there. But um, uh, but honestly, I've heard worse on podcasts. Um, I just wasn't uh, super stoked about it, so I apologize for that ahead of time. Uh, but we still had a great conversation, so I wanted you to hear it. So here you go. This is Wes from the Steelwoods. Enjoy. All right. Well, you guys have been out on the the road touring a little bit, and I was just kind of wondering how things have been going so far in the tour, and um, yeah, just how how, how tour has been going. Man, they're going. Uh, they're going well. We're uh, working all the time, and the fans are showing up and showing out, and, and uh, that's kind of all it takes to keep us going. And I've said a long time that that uh, what makes a good show is is people that are there, you know, uh, excited about it. So, and they are. So that's I say the tour's going great just just from that. Yeah, good good fan response and whatnot so far. That's good. So um, there's a new uh, album coming out. Um, is, is it coming out this week? Is that right? Um, into this week? Yeah. Okay. October 6th. Yeah. Um, so uh, I was wondering if you could just talk a little bit about the recording of the album, the writing for it, and um, and things like that. Like, where was it recorded? And, um, um, yeah, like, when, when did you guys record that? Yeah, um, we started tracking in uh, January okay. for it, and... Maybe even December of last year. Now that I now that I say that, but um, yeah, it was uh, at Blackbird in Nashville. We did. We've always uh, used Blackbird. If if we're uh, since 2015, when when Rowdy and I went in to make the first record, that's just kind of where we went first. And the staff and the gear and everything there is top notch. And uh, a lot of it ended up uh, being cut at, at my house. And uh, after after kind of the bones are, are done there, you know, if whatever overdubs needed to be done was either at my house or uh, my engineer Steven's uh, studio. And uh, so it's been it's been cool. I've got a little shed kind of makeshift studio that. Uh, that I mean it's it's uh it's cool for for what it is and I can you know I can get overdubs there pretty well and I did actually um I think all of the vocals from the all of your stones record I cut there after just having kind of put it together and and learned my way around engineering and uh so yeah uh it's pretty easy to walk out of the back door and and uh, and work on your record, yeah. so that's that's kind of the 
you know, thing. Most a lot of it was a lot of the overdubs were done there, but the bones were cut at Blackbird. Okay. Gotcha. And I, I like the arrangements on a lot of the songs. I was wondering if there was a producer on this one, or if you guys self-produced. Yeah, I I produced it all, and uh, and after after having you know any the cool thing about having the space at home is uh, anytime I'm writing something these days, mm-hmm. I go straight to cutting the demo yeah and it kind of a lot of times i'll have you know i'll leave a second verse off of something and and get the production kind of closer and then finish the lyrics uh which is i never really thought i would write that way but um yeah it's uh it's pretty important to me the uh that the arrangement and the the kind of vibe of the song matches so that's anytime i've i've written in the last couple of years it's been out there and i'll go ahead and put guitar down and and a lot of times even track bass and drums just yeah. to to get the uh, you know the feel of the song going right. before i finalize the the, the lyrics huh. so yeah no uh maybe uh maybe i should have had an outside producer but man i uh i've I've, I hear it so produced in my head when I'm writing that uh, it's hard for me to, to hear anything else, you know, but, but the way it's played back yeah. in my mind. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm proud of how it turned out. And uh, I don't know, we may, I may uh, collaborate with somebody in the future, but, but right now I kind of, you know, feel like I'm... Uh, I'm being the, at least the most efficient uh, by just doing it all myself. So yeah, yeah. Well, for sure, it, it sounds great. Um, I, I, the arrangements sound fantastic. So um, I think you're doing a good job. So do you play? You play drums and bass and all that, and so you're able to do that. Yeah, I do. Um, I played back in Mobile before I moved to Nashville. I was in I don't know three or four, five different bands at one time, and and playing a different instrument in all of them. So, and then kind of the same thing when I moved to town, I had, I had guitar gigs and, and, uh, and bass gigs and drum gigs for, you know, whoever needed that spot at the time. And that kind of allowed me to, to play more because I wasn't burnt out on, you know, my fingers weren't falling off from playing guitar, you know, eight hours or 12 hours if you do a triple. Uh, so yeah, I've always kind of bounced around. I don't claim to be proficient at any of it, but uh, but yeah, I can I can fake my way through through most of it. Gotcha. Yeah, that's interesting. So then, um, at, when you demo something, then do you uh, do you send it to the band and have them listen to it? Do you do most of the writing yourself, uh, the, the arrangements, the lyrics, and then send it off to them and then start collaborating with them? Yeah, okay. pretty pretty much like that. Um, yeah, there's. Uh, there's a lot that that kind of kind of don't uh, don't always make it that way, uh, and and I, it, it ends up sounding different than it was in my head, and and uh, so sometimes I'll get back home and and uh, re demo it. <laughs> so that's that's the that's the thing I'll keep in mind uh, in the future, and and. I won't say that it was hard to make uh, 
to make this record, but one thing I know I learned on this one is that I got to take uh, I got to take the initial creation a lot more serious because it's really hard to recreate uh, for me the kind of magic and the excitement of of a new song um, just for the fact that it needs to be you know better sonically uh so there's a lot of demo stuff there's a lot of stuff that i i cut right out of the gate as soon as i wrote the song in my shed behind the house that made it to the record because it was like we, we can't with the best mics and amps and and whatever else we can't do it better right. and make it have the same energy that it did you know when when the song was really fresh so uh, I've, I've started now, um, you know, holding off on on making the demo and putting a little more time into making sure that it's right. You know, that way if I do have to use that. And uh, it's kind of getting better now and with the way technology is, you know, that I think I will release stuff that that I did, you know, in the, in the shed. But... Uh, I mean, it's uh, it's it's more for me about the performance than than you know the how expensive the microphone is. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I like really expensive mics, and I like <laughs> you know the best outboard gear and and whatnot. But uh, yeah, the performance will always be most important. Yeah, it's interesting. A performance is is you can't recreate it. You know, when you get a cut and it, and it works, and for whatever reason, you know, that's just like. It's it it is what it is, you know. And you need to, if you're gonna capture it, you got to capture it, you know, for sure. Yeah. So um, I wanted to chat about uh, the man from everywhere. Um, I really like that song. I like the uh, instrumentation on it. I like the arrangement. And uh, I was just wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that song. Yeah, that's uh, that's one that I'm definitely most proud of on the record, and it was kind of a turning point, I guess, for uh, for where where I saw the record going and so I had a a crazy idea to continue uh, a story based on a character in a song that was on our first record Uncle Lloyd which we didn't write at all and uh, Daryl Scott wrote that and he's uh, kind of a hero of mine and uh, a great songwriter and artist and musician and all of the above so uh so when i had that idea i thought that you know how how could i even write this about this character that i don't even know or you know that i i didn't create or you know maybe he's a real guy or whatever and not knowing daryl i said uh i said to derek our manager you got to get me a right with daryl scott mainly for the reason of of uh getting him in the room and and telling him my idea and making sure that you know he thought it was okay or or you know kind of lined up with with his idea of Uncle Lloyd and so he did and we met and we didn't write a song we sat and talked for three and a half hours and and uh kind of made buddies and and he loved the idea so uh I had a full green light to go and and 
cut this record that's, you know, I, I would say half or maybe all of it, you know, is is kind of based around this Uncle Lloyd story, which if you know the song is kind of about a guy that comes around when you're a kid. It's written from the perspective of a kid. And this guy that comes around and, and uh, works with, at the family business and uh, and isn't, you know, he, he's kind of looked up to. And I guess I had Uncle Lloyd's growing up too because uh, he's kind of looked up to in the way of, you know, it's exciting to have somebody else around when you're a kid. And, and but then he realizes uh, that he's, you know, why, why is he sleeping in our garage? And, you know, what is he doing here? And where did, you know, where, where did things go wrong? Because he, he definitely has a family and he has a, a wife and, and, uh, you know, he, what happened to where now he's working for my dad's construction business, you know, and, and, uh, and so, and then he, he hears that he's, uh, got a drinking and gambling problem and, and somehow that's like, uh, still a role model to the kid. Uh, but he notices that this is, uh, this is the reason that he's alone at 57 and, you know, sleeping in his garage. So I don't know. I've, I've always thought it was, was a really cool thing that, uh, that he's a role model, but, but he's, he's kind of showing you what not to do. Mm. And, uh, so that's kind of, that's kind of the whole idea for the record. And definitely that song, um, I, I explained that to Connie Harrington, who I wrote that with. And, uh, we listened to the other songs I had and, and I was like, tell me if I'm crazy, but, uh, I think this is a, a kind of cool concept for the whole thing. And I mean, I, I, I won't say that everything is perfectly lined up and this is exactly the way it is, but I think the songs that, that aren't kind of on the darker side, um, that they're kind of my songs, my story about, you know, everything going right and, you know, having kids and a family and, and, uh, not having a gambling and drinking problem. And you know what I mean? So, uh, and in my eyes, when I'm, when I was, you know, kind of putting it all together, that was, uh, that was the kid who had, uh, who had learned that. And, uh, because like I said, I've had uncle Lloyd's and, and seen uh, seen what not to do growing up, and uh, I, I kind of made the decision at an early age that I wanted to go a different direction and not be, you know, working construction and, and alone when I'm 60 or mm-hmm. or so. Yeah, that's a, a long way around the bush to say what that song's about. Yeah. So. <laughs> No, I love that. I love getting backstories like that. That's fantastic. And I've had Uncle Lloyd's absolutely in my life too. My dad's buddies hanging around, and and it's funny. Yeah, when you say that, it's kind of cool to have him around as a kid. And then when you're an adult, you you look back on it and you're like, that dude was a little sketchy. You know, maybe that's not the best way to go. Right. You know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I won't say names, uh, but like I grew up uh, working 
building houses with my family and and barns and whatever else we could you know uh we could do and some of the guys that uh that worked with us were like you know i'm i'm 14 or 15 and i've you know yeah they're probably making a couple more dollars an hour than i am but they're like really old and still doing that and you know a lot of them single and and they got problems you know just like maybe i mean i guess everybody's got their demons and and problems but it seemed to me like you know back then that uh that it it all kind of made sense why they were alone you know because they you know they they definitely took wrong turns uh you know in their in their life and so uh nothing i mean I guess we're all doing the best we can and and I don't you know I don't want to talk down on them but I I I kind of want to and and the idea of Uncle Lloyd is kind of shine a uh a little better light on you know maybe maybe they see that they're being watched and somehow without even knowing it they're uh they're kind of letting the uh the message out that you know these are the things you see me do and 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 these are you know these, for these reasons I'm is it's always why I am the way I am so uh, yeah I just thought that was a cool thing I've always thought that song was awesome and uh, and well worth making a whole freaking record about and uh, so for sure yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of material there with with characters like that too, and and I, I think too, I, I I don't feel like you're trying to talk down in any way. Um, I've definitely had conversations with dudes like that where a lot of times they'll they kind of know what their life has turned out to be, and they'll be like, "Hey, don't turn out like me," you know. I've had those conversations as well yeah. with guys like that. So, um, yeah, yeah, but I I, I feel you on uh, life lessons and whatnot. Yeah. So um, another song I wanted to chat about was uh, "Devil in This Holler." It has a great vibe to it, pretty dark and uh, pretty minor kind of vibe to it, and uh, does some, uh, uh, yeah, just some interesting vocal things and whatnot. But I'd love to hear where that song came from as well. Actually, um, again, I won't mention uh, the name of the place, but there's probably a lot of people that uh, know the night I'm talking about. That uh, we had. We, it was it was one of the first shows that we kind of put on um, our, ourselves and and uh, the venue was awesome in the way of you know the the scene the setting was was really cool and uh, you know we had a we had a good weekend overall but it did seem like it was one thing after another that was going wrong and and uh you know like maybe uh maybe that it wasn't to anybody's fault that it, it just seemed like for whatever reason we were having a super hard time to just do that to just get the show you know going and uh so and it was kind of in the in the uh, middle of the hills in Kentucky, and and so we uh, we got back on the bus and kind of wiped the sweat off our brow at the end of the show, and uh, and I just sat down 
on my bunk and, and said, man, because I had already said to Brad, there's a, there's something about this place, and it seems like, you know, uh, whether it be the place or the night or, or whatever, uh, there's something that don't want us to, to, to do this show. Right. And it, uh, it, like, like I said, we, we, we did the show and, and, but when I got back on the bus, I just, I sat down and write, wrote most of that song. Um, and probably minus the second verse that happens a lot. Uh, but, it was mostly about that day and, and, uh, you know, how everything will, will, uh, pull you down and, and, and try to keep you from, from, uh, you know, going on. And it's, it's, I don't know, I guess at the end of the, the course, it, it, uh, finally turns around and, and says, uh, he ain't gonna bring me down. So, yeah, and I, I did say uh, a while back, and that uh, if you're if you're if you're doing what you know is right, and uh, it's kind of like if everything seems to be fighting you, uh, that's kind of that's kind of more confirmation that you are mm-hmm. on the way, you know, on on the right path, and and you're you know doing what you're supposed to be doing because uh, the devil won't won't get in your way if you're already doing his work. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's, a, that's a cool thing I thought about. I've, I've always heard the, uh, the the devil won't mess with you. You know, if, if you're working for him, it, it'll seem like everything's going all right. But uh, so, yeah, that's that's what I, what I said about that day was, uh, you know, that's just kind of the. That's kind of how it goes, when you're, uh, when you're doing, you know, when you're on the right path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, a, I'll ramble on if you want, but uh, <laughs> no, you go ahead. I, a, I thought it was when I was listening to it. It was funny because I was like, I was like, I think I get the feeling that this is about a thing, like a person or a situation or something like that. Um, but I love it that it's like, it, 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 you don't name names. There's no, there's nothing specific in it, you know, but I love that. It's like a very, like, it's going to appeal to a broad, you know, group of people. Uh, but I was also like listening to the lyrics and like, about what inspired this is probably some situation, you know, and being in the recording industry, there's just so much, there's so many devils to avoid, you know? Yeah. Um, I just thought that was kind of, that's funny that you say that story. Cause that was one of my first thoughts when I listened to it. Yeah, I mean, I've always said, and I'm kind of going the other direction uh, this time, but uh, I've always said that, that it's better to, uh, to not be so specific. And, and a, lot of, a lot of things, you know, not even tell the story about what the song, you know, how the song came to be, because I feel like somehow that's robbing people of, of what they've made the song mean to them. So, uh, and there's still some songs that people will ask me, you know, what was that about? And I'll tell them, I can't even tell you how, you know, how, how not, uh, I, I, I can't, I can't tell you kind of what Rowdy and I were, was thinking on some of those songs because I've heard so many cool stories about what the song means to, to certain people and they'll come up and say then and a lot of times they'll want to know and i'm like no that's what it means you know uh 
just just for that for that purpose is uh, is you know leaving it kind of open and letting it speak to people uh, in their own way. So, like I said, I'm I'm kind of going the other direction uh, by by telling everything that this record means to me. But um, I'm hoping that that uh, people can still see it in their uh, you know in in their life and have it make you know sense with uh, with what they're going through and and speak to them in their way. Yeah, as well. For sure. All right. Let me grab my my next question. I lost my my questions here. All right, here we go. All right. Oh yeah. So um, if not for the rain, yeah. So the, the the song, if not, am I getting that right? If not for the if not for the rain, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, beautiful, beautiful song. And um, I was listening to it on the way here uh, a couple times on repeat. And um, yeah, I'd love to hear the, the the backstory on that one or anything you'd like to say about that one. Yeah, I. Um... I guess uh, I guess there's not so much a uh, uh, a real definite backstory as much as there is kind of you know that's just a, a thought I had that uh, you know we've we've definitely been through a lot and and I guess everybody you know everybody's uh, probably had uh, plenty of rainy days that uh, that in my mind is uh it's just helpful to uh to to keep your glass half full um and you know there's uh i i, I just kind of had the idea that if uh, if every day was was sunshine and and perfect weather which on the west coast i'm finding is a real thing uh, <laughs> so we've, yeah, we've been out here about 10 days now and I'm going, man, wouldn't it just be nice? I could go back to work in construction if I, if, if the weather was like this, you know, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, if it, if it wasn't for the, the bad, you know, rainy days and the storms you go through, then you wouldn't recognize it when you get sunshine. So, uh, that's uh that's kind of the way I've I've always thought about it and and looked at it and and every time we have some kind of setback or uh, or trials you know I I just kind of mean I, I I'm telling myself that you know that when, when when we come out on the other side that uh, it'll just be that much prettier and uh, you know the the weather the good sunshine and good weather will feel that much better yeah yeah uh, good point it's rainy day today here in reno and uh it's been beautiful weather for um a couple months now we haven't had rain in a while and so um just today i was thinking like oh it's beautiful i love this it's chilly and it's rainy and, and yeah. we haven't had that in a long time and, and it's nice to get a a little difference every now and Contrast. again yeah for sure for sure yeah i know we had uh um, I don't. You wouldn't know it down here, but up in uh, Lake Tahoe, we got. I think they topped out around sixty feet of snow last winter. Um, so it's not always blue skies around here. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it's easy for us to forget that. Uh, you know, we 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 leave the the southeast for uh, a few days and go. Man, the weather's perfect up here, but it's July or right. you know <laughs> August or whatever, and and. Uh, 
Yeah, and they're going. You just wait. Don't don't come back in January. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the snow was bonkers this year for sure. Um. All right. Yeah. So I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about the uh, the, the rowdy fund. So um, uh, your, your good friend uh, passed away a couple of years ago, uh, Jason Rowdy Cope, and. Um, uh, you know, we, we talked about that last time I had you on the podcast and, um, you have a organization, um, uh, doing some things to, um, to, to raise some money and awareness about things like PTSD and stuff like that. And so I was just wondering if you could just, um, talk about that just a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, that's, that's something that, uh, that he felt was, uh, was really important. And, and I mean, he, he kind of opened our eyes to a lot of that stuff and, uh, and you know so that's that's kind of the whole reason and his uh his family's uh done a lot to to help in that and uh so i mean any uh any way that that we can help you know that move forward and and uh raise awareness and and help anybody out that's that's uh dealing with it you know that's uh i feel like a lot of times it don't get talked about and it don't get, uh, you know, brought up or, or dealt with as, uh, as much as it, as it should. And so, you know, that's the whole, that's the whole purpose and, and the whole, you know, reason for, for having that. And, uh, I think it's a, I think it's a great thing. And, uh, Rowdy would be proud that, that there's, uh, as much support about it, you know, around it that there is yeah yeah I, I think it's super important especially um for guys who grew up in in rural areas um rougher backgrounds um you know i i, I have ptsd myself and have been to therapy and um just my own personal like just going getting the idea in my head of going to see a therapist was a hard hurdle to get over you know because sure. it just felt weird it's not something i was raised with and it felt odd and so the more i think especially you got guys playing you know from rural areas playing country music stuff like that i think that's a good thing you know i can totally get behind that yeah for sure yeah you're right it's uh it's a it's a thing that that you don't you know you don't want to a lot of times you you may you may be for it but you don't you're not for the way it it, uh it kind of makes you look to to anyone that, that knows you're at therapy and uh you know but that's that's the whole thing i guess is uh is understanding that it's it's for the good and and it uh, it's it's very necessary uh, to to kind of get that stuff off your chest and and go to somebody who knows a lot more about it than you do or I do so yeah yeah <clears throat> absolutely all right well I appreciate you chatting with me about the album I think it sounds great um, excited for you guys being out on the road and uh, seeing what what uh, what happens when the album comes out so. Um, yeah, congratulations on the album, and I wish you the best of luck out there. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. Good talking to you. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Just a quick reminder to follow me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Like and subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to this. Leave a rating and tell a friend. Also, big thanks to Charlie Marks for providing the music for the show. Until next time, everybody. Have a good one.